farmers that have an agritourism aspect to their farm should have avenues for this, the disabled community as a whole to be included. Welcome to the Farmers Feed Raising the Barn podcast, which explores the unique ways folks in the agriculture sector are marketing their businesses. I'm Caroline Allen, founder of the Farmers Feed and host of the show. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by the 2022 North Carolina Miss Agriculture Advocacy Ambassador, Miss Katie Haynes. Katie is using her platform to advocate for the agriculture industry across North Carolina through her TikTok and Instagram accounts. And when she's not promoting North Carolina Ag, she's spending her time leading her nonprofit, smiling while sending hope, working on her new photography business, and showing rabbits. Welcome, Katie, and thanks for joining. Thank y'all for having me. So to start, can you tell us a little bit about your connection to agriculture? So I grew up in both FFA and 4-H, and while I was in 4-H for 12 years, I I showed rabbits, and I also um, did a lot of community service within not only agriculture, but civics as well. And I um, love showing animals and found the passion to start in the pageants. And so uh, with that, you were recently crowned the 2022 North Carolina Miss Agriculture Advocacy Ambassador. But not only that, you were also crowned the North Carolina People's Choice for Miss United States Agriculture. I'm sure some of our listeners are familiar with the Miss Agriculture pageants, but for those who aren't, can you tell us a little bit about what the pageant is? The Miss United States Agriculture Program was started in 2014 to encourage women in agriculture to teach and enhance the American agricultural story. Since the program's launch, agriculture advocacy has spread across the United States covering all ages. The Miss United States Agriculture Queens advocate on different levels. National Queens are awarded the national title and scholarships at the national pageant. In June of this year, I will be going to Orlando, Florida to compete at nationals and I am beyond excited. And so what made you want to participate in this particular pageant, right? Of course, you mentioned it's a little bit different, but also a little bit similar to a lot of the other pageants that I think like the everyday person might be familiar with. So what was very special to you about Miss Agriculture and what made you want to participate in it? Because uh, my love for youth organizations and agriculture as a whole and advocating for something that's so important. Um, I mean, I have no pageant experience. So this was like an entry-level pageant type situation. Amazing. So what are some of your roles and responsibilities that, you know, have come with your newly crowned titles? So I have the advocacy title, which I'll explain how both of them work. Um, So for the advocacy title, you have to do the most community service and the most, um, the most events. So um, for our program, events are not assigned to you. Um, you have to go out and contact these organizations and these people and make connections at events so that you can uh, uh, network with people in order to um, find out about these events. So like I was at the Southern Farm Show and I got at least three people that I met 
in Raleigh at the fairgrounds and they told me about events going across the state and then I got invited to their events. So it's all about networking, making the connections so that you can make a larger impact on agriculture. Amazing. I know, you know, we've talked a lot of on the podcast before in general about kind of agritourism and using events um, as a way to, to advocate for the ag community. And so you're in North Carolina, I'm just over the border in South Carolina. And I know there's, we're not at a loss for, you know, ag events. Um, I think you were at the strawberry festival, a, stra- a strawberry festival yesterday. Is that right? Yeah, the Carolina strawberry festival. Okay. Yeah. We have our strawberry festival where I live in Fort Mill next weekend. So it's very strawberry season, but that's amazing that, you know, you have this opportunity to, uh, to, to, um, promote your title and to promote agriculture through all these events and to really kind of like lift up the voices of the people in North Carolina ag I think is so important so that's amazing and we also go to different farms and visit them as well oh that's very cool so it's not only you know the kind of like state sponsored or or kind of ag community sponsored you know festivals and events but you're also kind of getting that one-on-one interaction with the farmers exactly and my uh, platform is to promote inclusion within agriculture Amazing. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about that platform? So I have a bunch of chronic illnesses and special needs, most of them being rare or rarely diagnosed. And I feel like nothing should hold you back in life. And I feel like the world should be more supportive and farmers that have an agritourism aspect to their farm should have avenues for the disabled community as a whole to be included and there's also programs to help disabled farmers that's amazing yeah I think that's such a good point right like when we talk about marketing for farms I talk a lot of it about you know how do you reach uh how do you reach a broader audience how are you making sure that you are inclusive in your marketing or that you're inclusive in you know the accessibility of your events on your farm and also we talk a lot about in general you know um, it's mental health awareness month and there, you know, a lot of farmers are not unique in that, uh, they're not, um, uh, excluded from, you know, the kind of mental health struggles that I think the everyday American faces. And so we start talking about, you know, being more inclusive and bringing more diverse voices to the table, especially within the agriculture community, as with any community, I think we just become more strong, uh, much stronger, much more, much more able to reach, you know, broader people and, and to reach, you know, our everyday consumer, which, which includes, you know, people of, 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 you know, just all different types of people. Um, so as a member, you know, you're also very young. So as a member of, you know, Gen Z, you have really turned to TikTok um, and embraced this new platform to help, you know, share your story and elevate your platform as the North Carolina Miss Agriculture Advocacy Ambassador. A lot of farmers are looking to, you know, get started on TikTok. It's a newer platform for them. So, you know, what advice do you have for them who are, uh, what advice do you have for those farmers on what younger audiences might be interested in on that platform? Something fun and uplifting and not something that is boring and Something that's cute, with if you especially if you have livestock, um, they like animals. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, a, a video of just like a pig popping its head over the barn door went viral. Like just, you know, it's so yeah. simple. And I think we, we overthink it a lot as, you know, we're trying to market our business, but you put it so, you know, you said it so well, like just try to be funny, try to be interesting, try to tell your story in an interesting way, because uh, with any social media platform, people, people unfortunately have very short attention spans. If the content is not interesting to them, people have much longer attention spans if they're interested in what they're watching. Um, people will sit down and watch a very long movie or a documentary or listen to an hour and a half podcast, which is, don't worry, this will not be an hour and a half, folks, but people will do that if they find it interesting. Um, so that's a, such a great point, you know, with whatever platform you're using. Right. And with, with TikTok, I, I didn't think that it was going to be a big deal, but it, it actually has reached more people than Facebook or um, Instagram. We I, I'm a big Facebook uh, fan. <laughs> yeah, we actually met on TikTok, which we didn't mention in the beginning, but you reached out to me. Um, I think you saw another post of another episode and reached out to me and I was super, super excited. It was the um, former advocate. I found him or, or he found me on Twitter. And so uh, then we started following, I started following him on TikTok and saw that he like commented on one of your podcasts. Here we go. See, thank you, Farmer Advocate, um, making these connections for us and helping to introduce us because I was super excited to have you on. Um, well, you know, in thinking too about TikTok, where do you get some of your ideas from on how, you know, what you're going to post for your for your own account? So that's a loaded question. I kind of just think of it off the fly. And then um, especially when I go to events, I'll do the photo slideshow things so that you get a well-rounded picture of what the event was about. That's awesome. Yeah, I think too, you know, once again, we just keep saying it, but I keep saying it, don't overthink it. Like, you know, TikTok is meant to be a very kind of like natural, like unstaged. It can be, you know, people are getting a little bit more sophisticated with their TikToks, but there is such a, a space for people um, like yourselves, people in the agriculture industry who the more you do it, the more you become comfortable with it, the, you know, the easier it becomes. And I think um, you're such a great example of, of, of how you can use it to really advocate for the ag community. So, you know, not only we talked a little, we talked a lot about the pageant um, and you working to advocate for agriculture, but you're not only using social media to do that advocacy for the ag community, but you're using it to support your nonprofit. So, can you tell us about um, smiling while sending hope? So, I started smiling while sending hope about nine years ago as a project, and as of October of 2021, we became an official nonprofit. Um, that was a big dream of mine, and I'm super excited that it finally became legal and everything. So we're um, working on the 501c3 status now so that we can start having more fundraisers and helping more people across the United States. Amazing. So what exactly do you do with your nonprofit? What is your mission? So at we help people from zero to age 26. We make care packages um, and we hand deliver them. Um, here in the, North, in the local triangle area, we meet families 
and we spent about an hour with them. At, we've been ice cream hopping here lately, so we're trying out the different ice cream shops, and then uh, we go to restaurants, or some of them will do different fun activities, like go do go-karts. It just depends on their ability level, um, and we'll spend about an hour to two hours with each family, getting to know them and their story and how our program impacts people's lives and being a blessing to the community. And then we also do a toy drive every year. That's probably our most successful uh, avenue of our uh, nonprofit. Um, and that helps all three children's hospitals in our area and two Ronald McDonald houses and then the um, State Employees Credit Union House, which is for 18 to 100. Amazing. So I can only imagine how busy your schedule must be between your nonprofit, your photography business, and, yep. and now your pageant duties. Um, how and showing rabbits. And showing rabbits, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yes, you don't have a lot of free time, that's for sure. No. <laughs> how are you using social media then? You know, you talked a little bit about, you know, you, you uh, really found Facebook to be a very useful platform for you, but how are you, how are you using social media to tell the story of your nonprofit? And are you doing anything, you know, differently than how you may be using it to, uh, to elevate your platform for the pageant? So with a nonprofit, it's very important to show your donors and the community, the, the direct impact so I always make sure to try and involve the families in the pictures, of course, if they are okay with it. And then sometimes I'll have a family that's really energetic and the child or the young adult wants to uh, do a TikTok with me. So I'll also post that on uh, Facebook. Amazing. So those viewers, it'll reach more people. And then oh, I also do awareness videos on YouTube. Okay, so YouTube's another platform, and and something I think you said here, which was I think really stood out, is how you are using different platforms in different capacities, and like really playing up the strengths. Right, obviously, uh, TikTok is really great for kind of like shorter content videos, the picture slideshows. You know, you're using Facebook as a way to kind of like tell the individual stories of the the people who the donors are really touching and blessing um, and then posting longer videos to YouTube because we know like that is a better kind of outlet for that. So I just think that is something that really any farmer, anyone in the ag community can take away is, is every platform has unique strengths and they can work for you in different ways. And if you kind of take the approach that Katie is taking, you know, find what works best for each platform, I think you'll also start to find a lot of success in that. Yeah, because if you just use one platform, you're only going to reach those people. And some people might not have a TikTok, but they have Facebook. So sometimes the best videos I get off of TikTok, I'll also post them to other platforms so that it reaches the most people that it possibly can. Yes, agriculture and the nonprofit. Repurpose your content, folks. Like just because it, you post it one place doesn't mean you can't, you know, cross promote and share and try to reach new new audiences and and new eyeballs with especially uh, with Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube because TikTok has reels, so it just transforms into a reel, 
and then YouTube has YouTube shorts. So it just, I mean, the flow is very easy to transfer it. Amazing. So you mentioned, you know, we, we talked a little bit, or you mentioned, you know, showing rabbits. So you were part of the 4-H program. Um, I recently talked to another podcast guest, Carrie Rinker, about her experience in 4-H. I would love to also kind of hear from your perspective. Um, what are some of the things about, what are some of your favorite things about the 4-H program? And how do you think it's helping to prepare that next generation of farmers and, and agriculture folks? So if it wasn't for 4-H, I wouldn't be in the same situation I am today. Um, I mean, I have Asperger's and a bunch of learning disabilities. And so I was super shy and I wouldn't talk to anybody. And when I did public speaking and when I was a district officer, I realized that doing these things helped me in life um, with jobs and agriculture and getting to be in this pageant, which I wouldn't thought in a million years I'd be in a pageant because I'm, I'm not, I, I thought it was just for those that are built a certain way, if that makes sense or um, beauty and I definitely don't have that aspect so in this program I found it very important that it was a natural pageant and that it was very um, wanting you to advocate for agriculture what's the main purpose of the um, pageant so with 4-H I'm, I'm currently serving on the 4-H honor club board which is the highest honor you can get in 4-H and you can be in it for life so I'm still giving back to the program that gave so much to my life that's amazing yeah Carrie actually I you know had a similar perspective and she was saying you know it's it's helped uh with you know public speaking and just how you present yourself and and I think from people from the perspective of someone who's not in 4-H like you know those aren't necessarily like the main takeaways that we think of, you know, you know, how 4-H is preparing, uh, preparing our next generation for just everyday opportunities in the real world, whether it is going into agriculture, whether it's just how we relate to other people and how we kind of like present ourselves uh, to the world, whether it's on the pageant stage, whether it's job interview, whether it's on our farm, whether it's you know, being the owner of our own business and having to kind of meet business partners and community members and whatnot. But um, I mean, I think that, you know, your journey from 4-H to uh, pageant queen is amazing. Um, it sounds, you know, like you have such an incredible passion for the agriculture community and that passion. I mean, obviously, you know, people... Uh, are only going to be hearing the podcast. So I think they can hear in your voice, but I can see it on your face. Like, cause we're, you know, on a zoom call right now and you just seem like so excited and passionate. And, you know, I, I, I encourage everyone to check out Katie's uh, TikTok account because she's just so incredibly infectious and it's just an amazing, um, I think, role model of, how other people in the agriculture community can use social media to promote uh, this way of life and this, you know, very tight-knit community um, and help us spread the word of, you know, tell the agriculture story, which is what really marketing 
is all about. Um, so Katie, when are you leaving for Orlando again? In June. The pageant is June 24th and 25th. Okay. So, you know, best of luck for myself, the entire Farmers Feed community. Um, we'll be sure to share out kind of like the links. So you guys, whoever's listening can follow along. But of course, if you are interested in learning more about Miss Katie Haynes, you can follow her on TikTok. That's at 2022. Uh, actually, I'll link it below, but it's at 2022 underscore NC underscore Miss underscore Ag underscore Advocacy. But it'll be easier when I when I link it for you guys. Um, I'll also link her Facebook account and her Smiling While Sending Hope accounts. And as well, if you guys are interested in checking out, you can um, go to her page and vote for her for People's Choice. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. So you guys can go help her, you know, get that next crown at the national competition later this summer. Because uh, one of the uh, sashes and one of the awards is uh, voted on by the general public. So whoever raises the most money uh, will get crowned that by the general public and the money goes towards the scholarship program. Amazing. All right. So if you want to help Katie, to, I'm telling you, such a beautiful person inside and out, you guys can go and vote for her for People's Choice. I know she's definitely getting my vote. Um, and, you know, if y'all are not familiar with the farmer's feed yet, I help agriculture folks cultivate their marketing skills to tell their stories through educational resources, one-on-one -on -one consulting, and group trainings for farming and ag associations. You can learn more at thefarmersfeed.com and at thefarmersfeed on Instagram. I'll talk to y'all soon. Thank you, Katie. Thank y'all.